Welcome back to the second part of our exploration into the intricate dynamics of women, financial freedom, and the pursuit of equality. In the previous segment, Shinjini Kumari, a seasoned fintech professional and the co-founder of MySalt app, shed light on the often unseen elements contributing to gender wealth gap. Now I venture into the heart of the matter, probing not just the external factors, but the internal narratives that shape a woman's relationship with money, the intricate psychology of money for a woman. Do women truly desire to redefine their roles in the financial sphere? This is what Shinjini had to say on this topic. And the answer is in many different ways. The first one that I always talk about is the Lakshman Rekha uh, concept. And the Lakshman Rekha concept is that um, if something goes wrong, it's not that men don't uh, face harassment or molestation or very uh, physical violence or mental violence or emotional violence. They face a lot of that as well. But when that happens uh, to a man, typically he's not asked to stop working, stop studying, stop playing, stop this. But for with women, a lot of that happens, either self-imposed or family-imposed or society-imposed. But the idea is that you can create a Lakshmi on the woman so that she can be safer. It's always done to protect her. It's always done to hamari maor behno ki suraksha ke liye bahut kuch ho jata hai. And that is always something which is kind of detrimental to you. Now, how that how does that translate in finance? The way it translates in finance is very simple. People don't sell, for example, equity products to women because women are considered vulnerable, risk averse. Us, usko, the two things, either usko aega, or uh, you know, she will not be able to handle the risk. But the point is that if you are not giving me that product, I will never learn. And if I will never learn, I will never be able to grow. And I will never be able to grow my wealth. So the fact is that the same woman who does not blink an eyelid to buy a 10,000 rupee sandal or the same woman who doesn't blink an eyelid to buy a 2 lakh rupee handbag just does not prepare herself to make the same decision on a financial investment. Okay? So that is how it affects your psychology because when you buy a bag, when you buy a sandal, you are responding to something which is acceptable for you. Nobody is going to come and ask you, why did you buy a gold uh, necklace versus a diamond necklace versus a polky necklace? They, all of these decisions involve financial choices that have a bearing on your wealth. All these decisions. So for, I was just telling somebody that for every four pair of shoes you buy on an average in your lifetime, the fifth one doesn't fit you and therefore that's a loss, right? Every five things that you get tailored, the sixth one doesn't come out well and you never wear it. Your wardrobe is full of losses. Your your house is full of things that you're sitting on a loss all the time. You're dealing with it all the time. You're processing it all the time. You feel bad, but you get on and you, you live with it. That psychology never builds for money because you're not expected to do that. So women don't suffer from lack of opportunity. My co-founder Aditi always says this. That women don't suffer from lack of opportunity, they suffer from lack of expectation. So you don't put that expectation on her. And therefore, she is very good with what she does in that Lakshman Rekha. But to step out of that Lakshman Rekha is where she just takes a lot of time. The decision making at home has been very uh, warped because the mother has taken like 10,000 financial decisions, you know, to pay the fees, to buy the groceries, to hire help or not hire help, to take an Uber versus to take your drive. The financial decisions is what women are taking all the time and they're very intuitive about it. They're making, they know where the, when there is a sale, they know when there, which is the season to buy something. Um, 
But the moment it comes to creating wealth and making decisions for family wealth, then the men step in, right? And the women seed out. And that that creates a power dynamics in families. And a lot of young women don't like it. And they and their their reaction sometimes is just to say, family is bad, patriarchy is bad. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have a child. These are the hindrances to my growth as a person because I don't want to just be a woman. I want to be a person. And therefore, these are the things that are going to hamper me. So why do this? But in reality, that's not the thing that's hampering you. The thing that's hampering you is that you're not taking that, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you're not training yourself to move out of that muscle which you exercise to do things on a, within your Lakshman Rekha and go out and then try that. Something which is very organic for men because even if, as I said, even though there's violence, they will step out at night. Women will stay in because they are forced to stay in. It's very sad, but uh, it it affects your psychology all the time. Net net, what I do think is the 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 silver lining is, as I said, generationally as generations advance, they it's cumulative. It's cumulative, so people begin to get better. And then also the the good thing is that digital has a huge potential to change that. Also, the other factor that this introduces is privacy. Because the other reason women have not been very good with this is because um, they've never had, uh, you know, privacy regarding their uh, assets, their wealth has always been very important. The reason women love gold and jewelry is because I can take my necklace and give it to my daughter and nobody will ask me a question. But if I have a property or if I have uh, uh, shares, then uh, everybody has a view on who do I give it to, how do I give it to you. So wearing your wealth on person is a very smart choice, actually. It sounds, I mean, it's a very foolish choice for a country like India where a lot of our money gets stuck in gold. But for the woman at a micro level, it's a very smart choice because she's she always has money available to her. And, you know, she knows that's, that's the only thing on which... So digital money and uh, digital properties and digital investments allow for her to have the same level of uh, privacy and confidentiality about what she is doing. So we are hoping that all of these things will gradually change behavior. And of course, I'm not even talking about social change or, you know, higher education and other macro factors. I'm, I'm just talking from a psychology perspective that these are the things that will eventually change behavior. It is not the lack of opportunity, but the lack of expectations placed on women to venture beyond the defined boundaries that affects the psyche deep within. The reluctance to step out of the familiar, the Lakshman Rekha, becomes a hurdle in the journey towards financial empowerment. This opens up a gate to a broader conversation about behavioral dynamics and the roles traditionally assigned to women. Despite being intuitive and skillful in managing household finances, a shift occurs when it comes to family wealth decisions. To gain insights into the patterns of behaviors, let me invite Reshma Tonse a behavioral consultant and a co-founder at 1001 Stories. Welcome to the show, Reshma. Could you share your perspective on the roles women have traditionally played and how it shapes their behaviors, particularly in the context of finances? Now, if you look at that as a starting point of what an identity and a role of a woman is supposed to be in the Indian context, the psychological barrier just lies. You know, it's just, it's wide open right in front of you. She's, she's there as um, a safety net for the family. I think it's very difficult to separate the individual from the role as a woman, which means that even her financial journey is not necessarily individual. It's very, very rooted in the family. That in itself, I think, is a huge part of uh, 
the psychology. Women were the ones who were supposed to generate that wealth. The man would earn that money and he would bring some of that money and give her. He'd give her one and she would magically, she was magically supposed to create two, right? She's supposed to look after the house, make sure that the house um, then reached a certain level in status. The house itself also grew and uh, the children were well taken care of. The rest of the, you rose in the community. You know, you did all of these things. Plus, you were supposed to also have then an emergency fund stored inside the rice or, you know, under the newspapers, etc. And you were supposed to bail family out. So, fundamentally, women look at wealth, they don't look at money. This has been a training for forever, right? For what, what at least 10,000 years of, of uh, civilization in this subcontinent. It's 50, 60 years since women have actually got to the workforce and started earning. How much is that going to change in, in just about 50, 60 years? When you think about women, it's very loaded with a role. You're a different woman at different life stages because you have different roles at different life stages. These 20, 21-year-olds, you, know, you interact with them, speak to them every day, and they bring so much hope when you listen to them because they seem to be aware of the fact that there is a role attached to them and they're trying really hard to break free from that. And they're trying really hard to say, I don't want that label. I don't want any label. Let me start with being an individual and just being this person and um, let the role follow. I don't want to be cognizant of it. And I think that in itself is such a, it's a beautiful starting point. Thank you, Reshma, for sharing this important perspective. The traditional narrative placed women as the guardians of household prosperity, a role that extended far beyond mere financial transactions. From being the architects of home stability to now actively participating in the workforce, women's financial roles have undergone a transformative journey. However, the transition hasn't been seamless. As societal expectations and ingrained perceptions often linger, impacting women's perceptions of wealth and financial autonomy. The younger demographic, however, is challenging and redefining these entrenched roles. They strive not only to break free from traditional labels, but also to view wealth and financial independence through a lens that prioritizes individual agency. In this transformation, it is a necessity to involve all stakeholders. The conversation about the gender wealth gap is not exclusive to women. It involves everyone. Men in particular play a pivotal role in reshaping these narratives. By recognizing the inherent biases and challenges women face in the financial realm, men can actively contribute to dismantling barriers and fostering an environment where financial empowerment is truly inclusive. So, as we explore ways to bridge the gender wealth gap, let me get back to Deepika Chabla once again. A successful banking veteran, she has been an advocate of equality for years now. And this is her perspective on how can men contribute to narrowing the gender wealth gap and promoting a more inclusive financial landscape. Deepika, over to you. So I think men have a strong role in the society to play. Um, if you look at it, you know, uh, they become the strongest of allies. And like I said, mentors, find mentors in them. They are fantastic mentors. We always think, oh, um, you know, in my program also, I give them an exercise where they have to reach out to three mentors. They just feel so scared to ask. Trust me, Anashish, you've been in that role. I'm sure you're wondering, you Take it a privilege when you're able to share your knowledge. So men are out there to mentor. They, they, they create sponsorship programs. They are available. They invest, you know. Uh, men can 
actively challenge unconscious bias in the workplace. I have a mailbox, a boss earlier. I was in the room and there were more women in the room and he was talking and it was a round table but people were covering each other. It happens, right? It is a strong, long, long, not round table, long table, rectangular table. So I was behind and that boss said, can we all sit one inch behind the wherever we are? So everybody pulled the chair behind and now in that 15-20 seconds, he could see everybody. It was a very small thing, Ajish, in the room, which I have used it every day, which I learned from that male leader. Those small steps which you do that I didn't hear you speaking, can you speak? I want to hear your thoughts. Suddenly gives you a lot of courage to speak. So really challenging that unconscious bias in the room is very big one. Um, promoting inclusive leadership, if they can be trained on that and actively shown, they create confidence within the women at that time, you know. Um, male leaders, if they give equal access to opportunities to women and men and they don't judge on the fact, oh, somebody's come from a pregnancy leave or she can't travel because she's newly married. Those are just biases. Today, everybody does everything, whatever, irrespective. Careers are their choices, not yours. They give equal access to opportunities, which will be great. And if they come into the room and participate in training programs, it will help a lot. Because when they stand there and they talk about it, everybody believes and follows. 50% because he's a leader, 50% because he's genuine. Which works. So really by actively, really by actively supporting and advocating for that, men can contribute a lot of breaking of these gender bias, even in wealth and all. Because all this will take where? Growth. All this will happen what? Help them to earn more money and that can address a lot in life. Thank you, Deepika, for those valuable insights. Indeed, men have a crucial role to play in dismantling gender biases and fostering a more inclusive financial landscape. By actively challenging unconscious biases, becoming mentors, promoting inclusive leadership and providing equal opportunities, men can contribute significantly to narrowing the gender wealth gap. As I conclude this episode, it's clear that the gender wealth gap is a multifaceted issue deeply rooted in societal norms, biases, and expectations. The narratives surrounding women and money are complex, touching various aspects of life from education to career choices and financial literacy. Our guests provided profound insights into the systemic causes, behavioral dynamics, and societal expectations that contribute to this gap. What really has stayed with me is that it's not merely a matter of lack of opportunity but often a lack of expectation and a woman's reluctance to step outside the familiar boundaries. The journey towards financial empowerment for women involves challenging these ingrained perceptions, encouraging a shift in mindset and fostering an environment where women feel empowered to make confident financial decisions. The path to financial empowerment is a collective journey and by understanding the intricacies of women and money, we can pave the way for more equitable and inclusive future. Before I wrap up today's insightful episode, I want to emphasize the critical importance of financial planning for women. Financial planning isn't just about managing money. It's about creating a roadmap tailored to your unique goals, aspirations, and challenges. 
It's about breaking free from stereotypes and societal expectations, paving the way for financial independence. I encourage both women and men to consider seeking guidance from qualified advisors. At One Finance, the team of experts understands the nuances of the gender wealth gap and is equipped to provide personalized solutions and strategies. Thank you for joining me on Temperament by One Finance, produced by Wine Studio. I'm your host, Ashish Shavla, urging you to take steps towards financial empowerment. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.